1: For obvious reasons we keep this place as gloomy as possible welcome to mind poppers podcast (laughs) we are as a people inherently and historically
0: opposed to secret societies once you get used to these grim surroundings you'll never
1: leave nobody ever does
0: we continue now with tonight's case conspiracy now right now listen
1: Welcome back to the Mind Poppers podcast. I have a busy night ahead of me, so I have to get this done quick, okay, I have a busy night ahead of me. Like I was like I was saying, uh, a couple of podcasts ago, but the day's finally arrived, I'm going to um, that abandoned convent tonight uh, in Cove, so I'm going to be exploring that abandoned convent. It's actually on in a couple hours' time, um, so this convent, it's... It's been closed for years. I'm not sure exactly how long it has actually been closed for. Um, but to date, not a nun in sight. Uh, but I guess they sold the building or whatever. And now it's been, like, opened up for the first time in years for Halloween. Um, don't know a whole lot about the place, to be honest. It's always just been, you know, the, the abandoned spooky convent that you walk past in town. So... I'm looking forward to that. Now, I I remember when I was, like, much younger, I used to take an art class in there, okay? Um, But other than that, you know, I don't really, like, I don't really know much about, like, the history of the place. So I'm pretty much going in blind. Now, like, I, I, I presume that there has to be some sort of, like, paranormal history connected to the convent, because otherwise, like, like, what's the point? You know, like, like it's at night time and it's it's at Halloween or at least I mean it's, it's around Halloween. We're like, well, three days out from Halloween. You know, so the veil between the two worlds, you know, are growing thinner and thinner. So it's the perfect time if you're going to be exploring an abandoned convent. Now is the perfect time. Um, but yeah, like I said, like I'm going in and I don't really know much history about the place or whatever. Um. But I'm assuming that there has to be some sort of, like, spooky element to it, you know? I mean, I guess I guess we'll find out later on. Because my thing is, like, I don't want a tour, you know? I don't want to, like, rock up there to have, like, some bozo telling me that this is where, like, fucking Sister Frances used to peel the spuds. And, like, this is where Sister Maureen destroyed the bathroom after the Indians set up down the road. You know, I don't care about any of that. Don't care about any of that. I want something Sinister. Okay, like, show me, show me the banister. Show me the banister on the third floor that, like, Sister Mary, Sister Mary Lou threw herself off after the devil himself dragged her around her room by her knockers. Okay, show me that. You know, I want scandal. I want a blood fest. Now, I would also, however, be willing to accept, like, a sister act type of situation, Okay, you know that movie? <laughs> With Whoopi Goldberg. I was raised on that movie. So I'd be I'd be willing to accept a sister, you know, act type situation for sure. Like I can definitely get behind that. So it's kind of like it's either bludgeoned to death, nuns, or singing nuns. And I will not accept anything in between. Um but, but I'll let you know how it goes either way, I'm going to it later on, I'm excited, you know, the, obviously the buildings have been sold off, you know, the church sold off the buildings, I guess, to the either to the state or to a private owner, but they had to get rid of some buildings, you know, they had to raise some funds real quick to, you know, whatever, let's not get into it, um... And apparently there's, like, a nun graveyard there, okay? What's spookier than a graveyard? A fucking nun graveyard. So apparently there's a nun graveyard there as well at the back. I'm kind of nervous, you know? I'm kind of nervous. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, but, I, but I'll let you know. Anyway, um, moving on from all of that, okay? So there's this story... Uh, in the news that I came across this week that, that I have to tell you about. I came across it and I was like, this is the story for the podcast. Um, so basically it's like, it's this news story about this this dude in, in New Jersey over in the States, right? And his name's Michael Murphy. So I don't know if maybe if he has some, um some connection to, to the Emerald Isle. Apologies to this man if he did. I hope none of the family is listening to this. Uh, so this dude called Michael Murphy, right? And he noticed some strange things happening around the grave of his deceased mother, okay? Who was called Linda Torreya. So, it all started back in April, right? When Murphy, right, and his sister, you know, something strange was happening. They started finding deli bags filled with shit near his mother's tombstone, Okay? Which, I mean, like, graveyards, but by their nature, are depressing enough, you know? Like, you go to visit your poor mother, and you're just overcome with the smell of shit. It's not ideal. Um, they, like, they initially thought it may have been, like, left behind by, say, like, a careless dog walker, you know, or dog owner, like, you know how it be. You know, people go out and they put their, their, their dog shit in a bag, but you know, they leave behind the bag. So then they found a second bag of shit, okay? So then they were like, okay, well, this is being left here intentionally, okay? And that's where the mystery of it all begins, right? Because at this point you know that someone there is leaving shit at your mama's grave. Okay? So obviously you're gonna be a little agitated. That someone is going out of their way to leave bags of dog shite on your dead mother's grave. I mean, that's a given, okay? So I was reading this article, right? And he, there was a quote from Michael. He said, We contacted the police. They came and took a report and said, If you find another one, let us know. So we found another one a couple of weeks later, okay? And the thing is, right? One bag of dog shit on your mother's grave Careless dog owner. Two bags of dog shit on your mother's grave. I don't know. I mean, maybe two, two different careless dog owners. But you're definitely raising an eyebrow at this point. Three bags of shit on your mama's grave. Well, at this point, someone is just shitting on your mama. You know, there's just no two ways about it. At this point, three separate bags of deli bags filled with shit. On your mama's grave, someone just shitting on your mama. You know, just, there's no two ways about that. Um, So Murphy, right, and his family, they got the green light from the, the cemetery where the mother was buried to install uh CCTV cameras around the place, right, to catch the culprit. They want to find out what, you know, careless dog walker is, is leaving their dog shit on, on the grave. So camera timestamps, right, they showed a man coming to the grave, with his wife waiting... They showed him coming to the graveyard, okay? I should say that. They they saw him coming to the graveyard where the cameras were set up to catch people going in and out. Um, And your man then, who they spotted coming into the grave, um, his wife was waiting in the car. So that was usually around 6.15 a.m., right? But it, it was for four consecutive days that the cameras had been set up, okay? So at this point, they are seeing this dude you know, with, with with the wife, showing up to the graveyard every day in the early morning. And I mean, it's a little suspicious, you know? It is a little suspicious, for for sure, but I'm sure, like, there's a lot of people out there that, like, you know, might visit, like, their love, deceased loved ones, like, every day. Like, it could be, like, someone's way of, like, coping with the loss. you know, to start their mourning by paying their respects or paying some homage uh, to someone that they lost, okay? So that, that it makes sense. Um, so the Murphy family, right, they decided to take it one step further, okay? Because from the, the CCTV footage, which was grainy, they kind of made out the face of, the, of this guy who was coming every morning, walking in and out of the graveyard. They kind of made out the face, right? And, and they said that it looked familiar to their mother's ex-husband, right? And all that Murphy knew about this man, the ex-husband, was that um that they had there had been no contact since 1976 and that they were only married for one year and they had a bad breakup essentially. That's all he knew about this man, right? So they knew that this guy was coming in and out but couldn't necessarily link him to, you know, what was happening at the grave. So, to confirm that it was this ex, you know, it was this dude that they thought it was, they used the deli bags full of shit, okay? So, Murphy, right, he said that he raised his suspicions to a cousin who actually informed him that his mother's ex-husband had a job at a deli in the next town over. So, Murphy had an idea. He went to that deli, right, and he bought a small amount of cheese... And the bag it came in, you know, he said, was an exact match of those that had been filled with excrement and left on his mother's grave. So at this point, they're putting two and two together and they know that the person leaving the the dog shit on the grave, I mean, it has to be. It has to be, the, you know, the ex-husband. So on the fifth day... Murphy, right? He propped up um his iPhone and had a recording on a nearby headstone, right? That would that was, you know, much closer than the previous CCTV footage and would be say like in direct line of his mother's uh his mother's grave, right? So him and his sister, they waited in in a car nearby. And like they obviously knew what time this dude, you know, arrived at each day. So they arrived a little earlier. They arrived a little before six AM on the stakeout, okay? Um, so, they saw the footage, okay? That they, that they went back and looked at the iPhone, they saw the footage, right? And what he said was, this is a direct quote, was, I could see him up there like this, and I could hear the urine hitting the ground. I promised my wife and kids the day before, I promised my sisters, because I was fuming, I would not hurt the man, but I wanted to right away. But we thought we'd, you know, go about it and, and, and get justice. Um, so, okay. So, as it turns out, his mother's ex-husband had been pissing and shitting on her grave. Now, let's break that down, okay. The mother and and this dude so the deceased mother and this dude were married for 1 year okay 40 years 40 years that's 4 fucking decades ago and this dude has been coming to the graveyard every morning since to piss and shit on his dead wife's grave okay Like, on his way to work. On his way to work. This dude, okay, made the time every single morning at 6.15am on the bell, on the button, to go and piss or shit on his dead wife's grave, okay? With, with his new wife, okay, waiting in the car. And I'm sorry, but I think that's fabulous, okay? Like... (laughs) The dedication this man has shown to being petty is, it's pretty much unrivaled, you know? Like, like, think about it. This man has to wake up every morning and actively hold in his piss so that he can go and urinate on his ex-wife's grave. And you know, the thing is, okay, you know it ain't no river rock piss. That first piss of the morning, okay, that first piss of the morning is coming out hot and it's coming out yellow. <laughs> like, this man has been pissing on the bones for 40 years, okay? And he's only getting caught now. um, And... I mean, I don't know if he's been pissing on her for 40 years, but pissing, you know, since she's, since she's dead. They were married 40 years ago. Um, and the new wife, okay, little Miss New Boobs, is sat in the car while her husband goes out and plays water sports with his dead wife. It is a whole, a whole other level of, of fucked up. And, like, I wonder, I wonder is it a sexual thing? Like, I prefer to think of it as a petty thing rather than a sexual thing. I mean right or wrong. I mean I guess it's wrong, but I think we can adver- in the very least I think we can we can admire this man's tenacity, okay? This man's never-ending hatred for his ex-wife. Like like this man wasn't sleeping in on a Sunday, you know? He wasn't taking any trips. This man had a job to do. Okay, this man woke up every morning for the last how many years since since the mother died, right? And he chose to be a hater, okay? And look, I don't condone it, obviously, but if you're going to be about that life, and that man was about that life, then be about that life, you know? So, and the thing is, I think about the children, okay? Won't somebody think about the children, okay? They never... Saw this coming, okay they followed some turd breadcrumbs, okay they've been following them dingleberries and stumbled upon something ongoing that remained a secret for how many decades who knows and and, and like it was the, the the fact that it wasn't the work of of some careless dog walker they wish okay, they fucking wish that some careless dog walker, you know, that some dog was taking shits by their mother's grave, okay, imagine what was going through their heads when they found out that this dude, okay, that their mother's ex-husband had been shitting himself, had been shitting on the headstone and pissing on her bones, that's nasty, that is nasty okay and look maybe we're all jumping to conclusions okay maybe the the ex-wife just a a really big fan of golden showers and this is her his way of honoring her you know keeping her memory alive i don't know i guess we'll never know um now i was reading the report and it's looking like the dude is is not going to do any jail time or anything like that okay And like even though the police have been informed or whatever And like the police are involved now From what I can gather It's only looking like this dude is going to get a public urination charge Okay, which is a small price to pay
0: (laughs) Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt Now imagine them getting even softer over time
1: that's awful okay that is truly fucking awful but what an amazing story I have to share it you know all I can say about that is I hope to meet someone in in this lifetime who I hate that much who I despise that much you know I hope to make a, a mortal enemy at some point like a real nemesis that I hate to the point where I'm getting up before my nine of five every day to go and bleach their bones with my piss. You know? It's intense. Now, moving on from all of that, uh, and what what can I say? That this next story, alright, it's been a big week in the news for serial shitters. The big uh, do you know, a big week in the news for haters in general. So, right, before takeoff. An unhinged British Airways passenger took travel chaos to new heights when he shit on the floor of the plane and smeared it into the seats. Okay, what's wrong with people? I don't, I don't get it. But um, obviously, travelers sickened. Um, so the passenger who's unnamed as of yet, right? Um, he seemingly for no reason flipped out in protest moments before flying um and they were going from from London Heathrow, right, uh to Lagos, Nigeria, okay? This happened earlier on this month, I think it happened October 7th. Um so he peeled off his pants and let loose. He let a rip. Okay? On the aircraft's main floor before rubbing his own shit into the carpet curtain and seats on some hater shit next level hater shit um he then right he wasn't done he walked in his own shit and smeared his arms in his own shit up to the elbow and he started running Up and down the aisle, wiping his shit on all the aisle seats as he went up and down. (laughs) Like, again, like I said, this is some hater shit, you know? I mean, it's a six and a half hour flight, I think. Uh, Maybe it's just a little over. Um, uh, And before people even get to take off, this man... Pulls down his pants, takes the mother of all shit on the cabin floor, covers himself in it, and then just then just starts running up and down and smearing his shit on every aisle seat. It's just another man who woke up and chose violence, okay? And you see the thing is, right? All the lads, all of my friends, right, they laugh at me for pain the extra add-ons, you know, you can pay the extra add-ons when you're you're buying your plane ticket, you can just do it, whatever, and then there's comes add-ons and you can end up paying, you know, a lot more, so, like, as I said, right, uh, I'm going to, well, me and the lads, we're going to Milan, right, at the end of November, a little winter getaway, you know, going to Europe, um, and all of their plane tickets cost, like, €80, okay, Whereas I went right on, onto the to the website and I added on a 10 kg bag, I added on the extra legroom, I added on, you know, the option to choose your seat, I added priority, and I even I even added to offset my carbon emissions, okay? It's the kind of person I am. Um, so I ended up paying about 150 euro, right? Whereas the lads only paid 80 euro. And they're all laughing, you know, like, haha, you fool, you know, you got scammed, okay? Well, look who's laughing now, bozos. Because when I'm sipping, you know, gin and tonic, legs spread at my window seat, enjoying the view, enjoying life, you guys could be potentially sat at your aisle seats while some feces covered madman sprays all y'all with shit, with his own shit. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to kick back. I'm going to kick back and enjoy the show. That's what I'm going to do. And I hope none of y'all are allergic to nuts because I saw that man chomping into a trail mix. And I hope, and I hope the first course on the flight is an Indian. So that shit has a little sweetness to it. <laughs> Not my concern. Not my concern because I. I'm not a cheapskate, and it's going to be none of my business, okay? (laughs) Now, officials, right? Officials considered this incident on on the British Airways flight a hygienic biohazard, so everybody had to get off the plane and board a new plane three hours later, and like a cleaning crew and whatever had to come in and decontaminate the place. There was shit up the walls. Um... I feel like it's like, it's like a Ryanair flight, okay? Except with Ryanair, you'd expect the shit to be mashed into the carpet before you get on the plane. (laughs) Um, Anyway, shitty arse got carted off by security. Uh, No word as of yet if they're going to uh, press charges or not. Um, you know what, maybe it was Maybe it was a case Maybe like you shouldn't jump the gun Maybe it was a case like Oh my god, like I have to get off this plane And they were like, absolutely not, you know We can't let people off the plane Once boarding is finished Maybe he, Maybe he was sat there and was like Right, I need to think of something I can do to get off this plane And I can respect that You know, it's drastic And it's toxic and I can get behind it. You know, that's my nine eleven. That is my nine eleven. When I book a ticket, right? I always book the extra leg room. Okay? Which, by the by, it means I'm sat by the emergency door. Um, so if, if you guys ever I mean a lot of cheapskates you know out there but if you guys do ever pay to like pick your seats you can pick the ones with the extra leg room okay but the extra leg room seats are especially the window seat is always situated next to the emergency door and you know when you, when you sit at this seat right the air hostess comes over and like tells you you know like what you do you know what you need to do in case of emergency do you know how to get the the door open or whatever you know, and, sh- the, and it's like always very annoying because you're trying to relax, sip a G&T or whatever, and then you have this bitch in your face, you know, telling, telling me what I need to do for everybody else if the plane goes down. You know, sure, I may as well put on a fucking vest myself at that stage, you know. I didn't pay extra to be anyone's fucking doorboy. boy. Um, and I'm telling you now, okay, going off topic, but I'm telling you now, if that plane goes down, I'll open that door and I'll slab it shut behind me, okay? No problem saying it, especially if shitty hole is running up and down the fucking aisle, okay? I always sit at the door. I always sit at the door for the leg room. Like, I swear sometimes, right? <laughs> the cabin be losing pressure and they look over and see the door wide open and me smoking a rollie. Now, to complete the, um, the perfect, what would you call it? The perfect trifecta of shit stories, um, I told you it's been a, you know what, don't come here, and be like, all you do is talk shit, don't come here, you know, you come here for the hard-hitting news, that's what I'm giving you, okay, all of these stories are in the news cycle this week, okay, happened to be about shit, okay, I don't create the news, I'm just reporting on it, but to conclude, another story on shit, okay, So I don't know if you guys are familiar with this singer called Shirley Manson. Okay, she was—I guess she was—the lead singer of some like alternative, like American rock band. Um, and they actually have a—they have a Bond song. I can't remember what the Bond song is exactly, but they do—they did do a Bond song. Was this something maybe the world is not enough or the world is just not enough? Something like that. Anyway, you can go find that yourselves. The—the um, the band is called Garbage on Spotify. But she's, you know, well-known, pretty prolific. Um, <clears throat> but I came, again, didn't know her, but it was this headline that I came across, right? So she, I guess she did an interview with The Guardian this week. And I think fans were able to submit questions, you know, fans of, who've been following her career were able to submit questions, and then she was answering right on this article. So one fan wrote in, okay, to The Guardian for questions for Shirley Manson. And they said, in an old interview, you admitted to do, to doing something terribly awful and embarrassing when you were 18. Could you share what you did? Again, I mean, look, we've all done terrible things when we were 18, you know? so I mean how bad could how bad could it really be? Okay, so Shirley Manson says, "I took a shit on a cheating boyfriend's breakfast cereal. I'm not ashamed." I'm rather proud of it. A dear friend did similar when she discovered her girlfriend was cheating and she said, While I was doing it, I thought of you. I recommend it as an act of revenge. It leaves you feeling empowered and gleeful. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? Again, h- again, look, a hateration. It's just not limited to the men of this world, okay? We see women. And again, I suppose you even see it with here was Shirley Manson. You saw it Amber Heard using shit as uh, as a medium for revenge. And look, I like revenge, like re- I, but you know how I like my revenge serve cold, you know, not steaming hot and sticky. So I don't know, but the fact that she she woke up one morning and said, "You know what I'm going to do." To this, to this cheating, adultering bastard of a boyfriend I've been lying next to. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm going to shit in his fucking breakfast cereal on a whole nother level. Okay, you know, to shit in someone's, to shit in someone's breakfast cereal. I mean, if I were to do it, if I, you know, was going to shit, and I probably wouldn't. Not my, not my IBS ass. You know, you wouldn't catch me doing that because it's grand if you're going to like squat over the cornflakes and like you know, leave a little dookie. My IBS, you don't know, you, you you never, it's like a box of chocolates, you never know what one you're going to get, you know, I could end up painting the entire fucking kitchen. That's my problem. So it's not really a viable option, do you know? Um. But I mean, if I was to do it, if I wanted to take a shit as an act of revenge on someone's cereal, what I would do is I'd hope that they'd have, you know the way some people, the fancier people, not I, surely not I, but you know the way in some family homes they like <clears throat> take their cereal like out of the box and they have those like plastic kind of tubs you know that they like pour the cereal in what I would do right if they had one of them is I'd say like get the plastic tub right and saying I was full of um I don't know cocoa pops or whatever you know go to get a whole lot <laughs> go to get a whole lot negative what I would do is I'd pour half of it out into a big bowl right and then I'd take a shit. Kind of in the so the the cereal is about halfway point. Take a shit in that, then I'd pour the cereal back in on top of the shit. Let it ferment, okay? Let everyone get to know each other inside the mixing pot. And then, because I do that right, because chance, sorry, you open it, you get a banger shit, you look down, you see a turd, but you're not eating that. My kind of way of thinking is you kind of put it, having the shit in the middle part. Right? So that they're pouring the cereal, they're actively pouring it, and then your dookie comes out into their bowl. <laughs> now that's a boss move, okay? Um, and again, it's just the, the the idea of, look, whatever, she probably shot in this man cornflakes and never saw him again, you know? She click clacked on out that door, shitty arse and all, and went on and moved on with her life, knowing that she'd never have to look back and see this man. So whatever about that, okay? My, the, uh, the, the issue is, is that if you're, like, you know, squatting over someone's cereal bowl, you know, getting ready to drop a duke, my issue is, like, what happens if they, like, walk down the stairs and walk in and you're doing it? It's one thing to be, like, you know, shit on their cereal and then, and then leave and never see them again, never look them in the eye again. But it's, a, again, a whole other ball game when you're dropping a dukester and you're caught halfway through and you're like squatting over the cereal bowl and like you're looking at them as they walk in the room and they're looking at you and like you're kind of like looking up at them you know like like how dogs get dogs get very shy and vulnerable when they're taking a shit and you make eye contact and it's very uncomfortable it would be very much like that um and I feel like I'd have a bit of performance anxiety if I'm being honest. I'd be like, "Could you go back upstairs?" Um, <laughs> but again, I just thought, again, what a, won- what a wonderful what a wonderful news cycle for shit. Um, and again, it's just like, I, I don't know if I've ever been wronged enough to the point where I'm going to take a shit in someone's cereal don't know if I've ever been wronged that much you know yet I mean I've taken a shit in somebody's plant pot at a gaff party for sure but again that wasn't done with malicious intent no malicious intent there I had to take a shit because all the other bathrooms were full and I was bussin okay and you know what it's like when you're like bussin bussin like it's coming you know whether we like it or not and the people in the bathrooms are just taking the piss so, I had, you know, I had to say, it was a big plant pot, okay, one of those big, huge ones, like a little palm tree coming out of it. So, yes, and it wasn't my proudest moments, but yes, I, you know, pulled my little jeans down and sat into the pot, okay. I was like, where are those, like, the flower pot, me- those flower pot boys, bed and something, bit a bit of Bob, Jim and something, the little flower pot boys, whatever. So, yeah, I was squatted in there, and I've told this story many times, it's my, I mean, it's just in honor of it being shit week. Um and I and I shited yeah and I shitted in that flower pot at a gaff party people around me as well okay there was no privacy um, and I was ashamed now again like I said it wasn't done in malicious intent what was done however with malicious intent was uh, when I went into the parents bedroom again everywhere else was locked off and I, I was like god I need I'm not because I'm not walking around I'm not like that guy in the airplane okay I'm not walking around with a shitty hole for the rest of the party not me it's not my mo so I went into the parents' bedroom, and there was—I I saw, I had noticed—I stumbled upon a book. You know, someone had been reading a novel at their at their bedside. So I ripped out the last page <laughs> and used that to wipe my shitty ass, and that was done maliciously. <laughs> and you know what? And, I, and ha- again, look—I was eighteen, very much like Shirley Manson was at the time. Um, except I look back in retrospect and I'm not proud of that um now I was decided, you know get a bit of a chuckle you know looking back after I dropped a dukester in the flower pot knowing that you know somebody's mama was going to be like you know going through that whole book being like oh fucking hell I can't wait I can't wait now to get the end of this book we're finally going to find out who the killer is and <laughs> not on my watch so I do feel bad in that reason. I did put, like, the shitty page back in. Okay, I'm not, like, not an animal. Um, but, yeah. Do feel bad. I mean, I don't. I don't. I know I'm saying that. But, um... You know, not not a very classy moment. Okay. <gasps> oh. Looking back, am I no better than... Than the serial grave shitter? Am I no better than... Than the British airwaves... Shitter? Am I no better than the the serial shitter, Mm-mm-mm-mm. very full circle moment. I think maybe I need to go in and look at myself. Um. Anyway, this is it for me. This episode of the Mind Poppers Podcast, shorter one than usual because, like I said, I'm in a rush. And also, um, we have a, a bonus, an additional episode coming out this week. Like I said, because we have the um the Halloween special on the docket, okay, so the docket, um, if you're not subscribed to the Patreon, I have a bonus episode, so, you know, I kind of, I try every now and again to put up a, a free episode on the Spotify and Apple Music, blah, 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 but I do an episode a week over on the Mind Poppers Patreon, so you can find me there, um, and we have a, we do a Halloween special every year, me and, um, Jenny Claffey from The Red Room, so we do kind of a combined kind of like special called The Docket, and we're doing our paranormal hotline again this year, where people send in stories, voice notes, calls, blah, 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 about a paranormal experience, or you know, that they've gone through, or someone that they know has gone through, we discuss those stories on the Halloween special, and we listen to the um, listen to the the calls, and we maybe offer some advice, you know, maybe a smart remark here and there, but um, so you can go and subscribe to that if you are so inclined. Um, I had something else to say, but I can't remember, so I guess it wasn't that important. Um, in the meantime, stay woke.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.